This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Love Juliet has written hundreds of songs that she's been posting on YouTube and performing around town for years under the name Amber Shea. She's recently shifted to a more poppy and produced sound, and her first pop single, Alter Ego, released in September with great success. My family is like my best friends. Yeah. We're really close. Is it like a musical family? So my older brother plays guitar. He, I think he took lessons once in like elementary, but then he just learned off of like YouTube and tabs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually lives in Scotland. He went over there for school and just stayed over there. Um, but when he lived at home, we would like play music together all the time. And then my little brother, he plays um, Spanish style guitar, oh. which is like so different from what I know. He can do like the finger picking and like, like the really fast. And, and yeah. yeah, it's so cool. I'm like so impressed by his talent with it so that's really fun and then my dad he uh we all grew up with him like writing songs and singing to us and just always had it i guess around our house he he plays the piano and guitar and he plays both of them by ear like he can just sit down and like think of something and just play it oh which is so cool to me and so did you start with piano yeah okay so i started with piano in fourth grade uh we had like these family friends growing up. When I was in fourth grade, we asked her if she would want to teach me lessons. And so my mom would like pay her and I'd go over every week just to their house. And it was honestly like the best experience because since we were like, I don't know, we were kind of friends. There wasn't really pressure behind it. It was more just like we'd go over there and like play, which like made it really fun. I think kind of why I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I didn't want to disappoint her. So I remember, like, one time I didn't practice that week. And I, like, went over to the lesson. And I, like, I just tried to, like, play the song. And I couldn't do it. And I was, like, I just felt genuinely bad because I was, like, I felt like I was wasting her time or, like, I disappointed her or something. And she was so nice, you know. But (laughs) after that, I just, like, practiced so hard every week. (laughs) So it was so good for me. So you were, uh, you you went to church Uh, regularly? Yeah. And was that... uh, like, did that give you a lot of opportunities to perform? Um, it did when I was younger. That's what... My dad would write songs, and I would go and sing in church. Okay. And uh, one time we did it for, like... It was a Christmas kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I sang one of his songs, or I was supposed to, but I got up and I, like, forgot all the words. And so I, like, ran off stage, and I was, like, crying. I was like, I'm never singing again. And so after that, I didn't. I did not sing for, like, years and years, so... I didn't really like take advantage of the opportunities after that. <laughs> so you ran off stage. Like, when did you start performing again after that? It was after I graduated high school. So, oh. like, forgetting the words and stuff happened in first grade. Uh-huh. And so I never sang after that for anybody. But I would still like I'd have piano concerts and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, but that didn't like scare me. I just didn't want to sing. Um, but then when I started like songwriting again in high school, I would just like sing in my room. And then after I graduated, I was like, you know what, like, I think I want to do this. And there's kind of like, I feel like in junior high and high school, certain things that maybe don't seem cool enough that you're like, oh, if I do this, people are going to make fun of me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that played into it. So after I graduated, I was kind of like out of that circle and was just like, you know what, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to try it. Like, I get that there's like the kind of like drama-y, like you can't do that kind of singing, but like singer-songwriting is kind of cool, isn't it? 
I don't know. <laughs> I just, to me, it didn't seem like it would be cool if uh, I did it. Because you play quite a few instruments now, right? Like at least guitar and... Guitar, piano, and then uh, I have a baritone ukulele, which oh. is really similar to guitar. So I just kind of picked it up. I was wondering what that was. It's that it. four string, but it's like a little bit wider on the mm-hmm. neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when did you start like branching out into the other instruments? Um, that was, so when I started performing, oh. I had a keyboard and I had to I, like find all these things. I had to find like a battery operated keyboard, which was like really hard to find. Cause you know, when you go out and like busk or perform, like sometimes there's not outlets uh-huh. and then I needed to find like a speaker that could like run off batteries, all these things. And so it was just a lot of stuff to carry around. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I just need to suck it up and learn guitar. <laughs> I don't have to carry this big old keyboard with me everywhere. And so that kind of motivated me to learn it. Okay. And so you got into busking? Yeah. Oh. So Ogden Farmer's Market, they have a busking, like a program kind of thing. Oh. Or they just like will hire buskers every week for the market. And you can make tips and then they'll pay you a check as well, which is really nice. Mm. Um, so that was like one of the first times that I like performed was doing that. Huh. And it was just fun. I I still like it a lot. Um, but so the songwriting came before the performing? Yeah. What, and what, what started the songwriting? Songwriting started, so in at the end of 10th grade, I got a traumatic brain injury. I got hit in the head pretty bad. And then I was homeschooled for 11th and 12th. And so when I was in 11th, um, the homeschool was called Home and Hospital Schooling which is actually a really cool program um, that Weber School District does. They have like a certified teacher that will go into people's homes who can't go to school and they will come in like once or twice a week and just help you with all your classes so you can graduate. Um, So she would come into my home and teach me and they like simplify everything to like fit what your needs are. And I needed like an art credit and she's like, if you can write like one song, because she knew I liked to play piano. So she's like, if you can write one song, I don't care how long it takes you, I'll give you your whole art credit. And so I was like, okay, like, I'll try it. And I think it took me, like, two or three months. And oh. then it was just on piano, too, no lyrics or anything. Oh. Um, but I wrote that, and then I just loved it. Like, I was like, it was the first time I kind of felt, like, alive again after my concussion. I was just like, it made me realize I could turn, like, all the things I was feeling into like something so much more beautiful, uh-huh. I guess. And so it was kind of an outlet. And then after that, I was just like, started writing like songs so much after that. I just loved it. Huh. I'm curious, was the two months learning how to do things or was it overthinking what the song should be? It was, I would say neither, which okay. is kind of weird. <laughs> it was like, so I struggled with a lot of, um, like I had migraines 24 seven, like most of the time I was just like lying on the couch and just like chilling cause I didn't feel good. Uh-huh. I think it just took a long time because I, it was the first song I ever wrote. So learning experience of course. Um, but then like just fitting it in between like moments where I like felt good enough to like write. And then uh-huh. I would stop and I'd pick up where I left off and write a little more and put it into my little pieces of my life where I felt good enough to do it. But so then you just kept writing songs after that? Yeah, Hmm. I started adding lyrics to them and then started singing. And then I would like show my parents and I would be like shaking. I'd be so nervous. I'd be like, what do you think of this? And (laughs) they were so supportive. They're like, this is so good. Even if it like 
looking wasn't. back, I'm like, man, I don't know if that was actually good. Uh-huh. But so supportive, and it just helped me grow a lot of confidence to where eventually I was like, yeah, let's try performing. Huh. And so then was it like, I'm going to go start busking? Is that what you started doing? That's what the... F- that was my second performance was busking and I started doing that the whole summer um and then I also did like little restaurants and things so like in Salt Lake there was a crepery called Dolly Crepes um that was the very first place I ever performed at and they were so nice I had like got in touch with them over Instagram I saw they had music like every weekend and I was like hey can I come sing and they're like yeah we'd love to have you and I was so nervous I like yeah, my voice was shaking again. Not like a good performance, I don't think. Because it was my very first one. I was terrified. Uh-huh. Um, but they were so nice. And they were like, you should come back. And just like so encouraging. And so uh-huh. that's kind of how I started. And so how long ago was that, your first performance? <sighs> I'm trying to think. It was probably three years ago. And so then um, you've just sort of been trying to work out how to book more performances. You just kind of have to feel your way through that. Yeah, that's been a learning experience <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I worked at um, a rec center and I was like the receptionist so I was always like by the computer and it was like really slow during the days and so I would just sit on the computer and google like live music in Utah and I would like email as many places as I could and be like do you (laughs) need a singer do you need a performer and so that's kind of what I focused on was just getting into that and writing as much as I could and yeah. So how many of those live performances do you think you've done now? over the last three years man i would say probably like close to 100 every year wow. like maybe the first year was a little slower a oh wow yeah yeah and when did you first start posting youtube videos that was that was before i ever performed so okay that was more at the beginning when i started writing songs um i'm sure you can still find them on there i don't know if i should say that because i don't know if i want <laughs> people to find them but like i never take them down just because like I there's old videos of like Ed Sheeran when he's like 16 yeah and you can find him and he's like you can just see his growth from like then to now and I think that's so inspiring so I'm like you know what like maybe one day someone will find that and see like oh you know what she wasn't very good but she's like really good now I just need to like practice and I can get there right I think you get to a point where it's like a flex to have all these old you know yeah it's showing you know like I worked for this yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay so the performing really kind of started online yeah okay so with youtube i think that was probably in 12th grade maybe 11th but i think 12th i uh just started posting videos and i uh totally thought they would blow up overnight (laughs) (laughs) and it was like five views and i always say i was like probably four of them so Uh (laughs) it just would always just kept posting it was good for me to like i felt like once i wrote a song and then I would, like, record it and post it. Then I was like, okay, now I can move on and, like, write another song. Yeah. And it just was almost like a journal for me, like, to have those videos online. It would, like, document. This was where I was, like, 2021 in November. And, like, just caught little snippets of my life, I guess, which is fun. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you had, like, a ton. Like, you, you were pretty consistent with it, right? Yeah. How many songs do you think you wrote over that period? A lot. So (laughs) there was one point where I did like this challenge where I wanted to write a song every day. Uh And it like took me a long time. Like at first it would take me, you know, like months to write one song and then I'd get faster and then started writing one every day. And like probably half of them were like ones I couldn't like post because I'm like, no, these are too bad or whatever. But I would still (laughs) write them. 
so that just I feel like helped me really get into like a good flow of songwriting mm. and then I would just post maybe like one a week and choose my favorites mm. and so did it kind of feel like you were building two followings at once they're sort of the local in-person audience and then the online audience yeah huh. I think it still feels like that a lot too really? like I'll do TikTok lives which is like you can live stream I guess and I'll sing my songs and talk to people and there's like it's really fun to connect with people in like Florida or like different just like clear across you know uh-huh. and it's like they've never met me but it's like they show up every week to listen and they're like I can't wait to like actually see you in a show and then there's like families or people I meet like at my shows here in Utah and like just give me like the sweetest feedback and memories and things so it's kind of cool huh that is cool so you do a lot of live online yeah and it's mostly on TikTok yeah I see. You kind of had to learn how to make it sound good on your computer, right? Was that all just kind of trial and error? Yeah, that stressed me out so <laughs> bad. I was like, this is, like, some people love, like, mixing and mastering and, like, production and, like, getting the sound quality to be so good. Uh-huh. And, like, I always want that for my songs, but for me to, like, do it personally, I have no, like, love for that. <laughs> yeah. It just seems, like, way too... Yeah, a I don't bunch know, of time, like, attention to detail uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it, I just don't enjoy it. So <laughs> I would I would plug my mic into GarageBand and then, like, my piano into, like, the computer and, like, all these things, and half the time it would, like, not even work. Like, uh-huh. I would plug in my mic and I would, like, not record, and I would just be like, what is happening? <laughs> but eventually I found, like, I just would leave it, like, plugged in. I found just one way to, like, make it record. I was like, this is what we're doing. And so then at some point you sort of decide to like rebrand from what you were doing to Love Juliet, is that right? Yeah. So on Instagram, I would use hashtags and then there was like a talent scout that had seen one of my hashtags. And so they ended up like meeting with me and I ended up working with like this artist development team, I want to say. And so they recommended that I get like a stage name and kind of like rebrand for like multiple reasons like one you can like be really creative with it and like come up with a whole brand around like Mm. you as an artist i was gonna say like it is it is a good brand like i really like love julia it sounds good like you can kind of think about it for a minute and try to think about what it means you know thank you yeah yeah when i came up with the name i always wanted to like start this thing where uh love juliet was like I don't know I just it has like love in the name I want it to be like something that always was like adding good energy to the world and like lifting people up and I always like thought of like Romeo and Juliet too and like I I love like those I don't know Shakespearean like dramatic like love stories and Uh things like that and um there was something cool I wanted to do with it with like maybe writing like love letters I guess Uh and like each of my like my songs were like kind of love letters to like the world and I would sign off like love Juliet Ah. and now I kind of want to start this thing with like Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas so they were like I'm gonna start a challenge on my Instagram so you can join it if you want I will um I want people to write um a letter to somebody that they like love or somebody that like they think is going through a hard time just like an anonymous letter and like just giving them encouragement or like things that 
you're grateful for about them. And yeah. and then I write like P.S. like pass this forward and like write another anonymous letter and write it that way. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do it, but some kind of challenge. It's like the Love Juliet letter challenge. Yeah, so that's I think it'll cool. be fun. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, but that seems like okay. You built this following with I don't know if you want me to say your other name, except for that you got. I didn't know about Amber Shea until uh-huh. talking to you, but then you've got those three other songs that are poppy, that are like yeah. huge. <laughs> oh, thank you. And and they're really good also. Um, but so that's got to be difficult to sort of try to move that over, right? It was, yeah. It still is sometimes. Like, I, because I was just trying to take advice from like the team that I was working with, you uh-huh. know, take advice where it's given. And uh-huh. so, but I would like go to shows or like places and people be like love Juliet like that's not your name or like why did you do this or kind of like uh-huh. be like suspicious about it or something I don't know just like made me feel self-conscious and I was like I don't know like I'm just trying to like be an artist and like be creative and like uh-huh. have it grow and I don't know there's like a lot of artists that you think like their real names are like their artist name but yeah. it's actually not it like blew my mind how many people <laughs> right. but I think it's kind of cool too because like I think it's, like, been helpful to have it for privacy as well. Oh, yeah. Um, like, if I go to shows by myself and, like, I've had some situations that aren't, like, the best, you know? Uh. And it's, like, hey, I'm glad, like, I have Love Juliet on, like, my poster instead of, like, my real name so that there's just that extra added measure uh-huh. of safety or privacy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And, like, people don't ask a band why they're called, I don't know, Radiohead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Amber Shea stuff, though, never really got onto Spotify. You never really... It's like, now it's just all going to be, as I move forward, like, combined together. So I think I'll even take, like, old songs that I've written and eventually get them, like, produced and just release it as Love, Juliet. Mm. Because I'm like, it's still all, like, I'm, I'm Amber Shea and, like, Love, Juliet, you know, the same right. person. Right. Um, it was just kind of like... Yeah, the stuff I released at the time, I didn't, like, know any producers or how to, like, go about any of that. Mm -hmm. So still working on, like, getting all that stuff out on all the platforms that I want and in the way I want. Yeah, yeah. The Amber Shea stuff that's on Spotify is that kind of new sound of yours. And so I just am wondering how that kind of all came about. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There is, so... There was a producer on Instagram who was an EDM producer, and he had reached out to me and was like, hey, like, I have these songs. Do you want to write the lyrics and the, like, melody over the beats? Uh-huh. And then we can, like, release it together. And I had never worked with a producer. And uh-huh. so I was like, that's a really cool experience. Like, of course. And so I definitely reached outside because, like, before that, it was just, like, piano and vocals, like, slower ballads, things like that. Uh-huh. And then I went to EDM. Which is, like, it was super fun, but not my genre that I, like, really want to go into, right? Uh-huh. And then with Love, Juliet, I wanted to focus on being more, like, pop. Uh-huh. And, like, my dream is to, like, be the kind of performer that's, like, super versatile, like, can go and do, like, a pop song and is, like, dancing on the stage and then can, like, sit at the baby grand and, like, sing a ballad. And um, So I kind of, with the production, went, like, went towards pop. That's not the guy who helps you produce your Love Juliet stuff, or is it? So two different guys. Yeah, yeah sorry, that was kind of confusing. No, no, but no. Um, 
I went to Nashville and recorded with a different guy for the pop songs. That was a really cool experience. Oh, I see. I loved working with that producer, so I'm hoping I will be able to work with him on, like, future releases, too. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and so how did that happen? So that was around the same time I met with uh, my development team and stuff. Uh And they, what they're really good at is, like, helping you make connections in, like, the industry. And they had, they knew, like... A bunch of producers and we're like oh i think you'd work really well with this one and that's how i ended up meeting him oh. and alter ego that i released i actually wrote um i had a really cool experience i had like all the songs i've written like hundreds i just wrote in my room like by myself um but i like got the experience to like write with like other writers on alter ego which was really cool we all like there was me and two other writers and we all got to like collaborate and like just to it was like so fun because I don't know I feel like when you write by yourself you can kind of get stuck in like your own patterns you know and then seeing like how other people write as well or like getting their opinions and then like giving your opinion and all it comes together to create like something totally different and like opens your eyes Uh so that was like I don't know just cool like working through all of it yeah how do you get connected with the writers that was also through the same like development team so that's nice yeah. It does sound like it was pretty, I don't know, worthwhile. Do you feel like that was? For I'm, sure. I'm assuming it was an investment. It yeah. A good investment. Yeah. My parents actually surprised me because we had, like, went and met with the uh, well, the guy, I guess. And um, it definitely, like, was an investment. And so I didn't think that we were going to do it. And I was still, like, coming out of all, like, my concussion, like, traumatic brain injury stuff. And um, it was actually, like, a year later after we met with him. And I just, like been writing every day been like performing like totally all the way like 100 percent in and i just remember i was like getting kind of sad because i was like this isn't going anywhere and Uh my mom ended up surprising me and she's like i need you to come downstairs and um we had that the development team that i met with they were on zoom and they're like hey like how's it going Uh, we just want to check in now that we're working together and i was Uh like what and so my parents (laughs) surprised me and um that's kind of how it all started which is so sweet like I feel so blessed but yeah definitely worth it it's good to have somebody like for me not knowing how to get into the industry and having somebody to like kind of guide and Uh help with that was really nice yeah well and how long have you been working with them then um almost two years actually yeah because that's the thing about you is like your dedication is very clear like your youtube channel is just and it's new song after new song every once in a while there's a cover but you're just like writing all the time and then you're recording it and putting it out and then i mean your online following is impressive like your streams and stuff so like like does it feel i don't know how to ask the question like do you feel that do you feel the online audience and, and all of that? Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but me, I'm like a, a roller coaster, I think. So, like, some days I'm, like, on the highs and I'm, like, everything is going, like, perfect. Like, I'm so on track and I'm, like, have somebody reach out from a live stream and, like, they want to send me, like, a, a letter just, like, saying thank you and, like, how much, like, a song's meant to them. And I'm, like this is so cool and then other days I'm like hit the lows and I'm like how is this gonna work how am I gonna like do this for my life and like make it into a sustainable career and Uh like 
so I'm all over the place. <laughs> but I think between the highs and lows, there's like this, there's a momentum that's just like, I'm going to do this no matter what and find a way. Yeah. That's almost the cost of being that dedicated is like you're working so hard. And so it is sometimes going to feel like, is all of this going into something for real? Yeah. And so there's more Love Juliet to come out? Yeah. What's the plan with that? I don't know if I can like officially say when, but I do have a date of when my next song's coming out. Oh. So it'll be soon. Nice. Um, it's already like recorded, ready to go, like really excited about it. And then after that, I we'll see what happens. I really want to record, like if I could just record an album straight off the bat, I would... I kind of want to really do that. I have enough songs that I could, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so want to try something like that. I'm really interested in, like, sync licensing. So even, like, I would love to write for, like, movies or for, like, television series. Like, just really any opportunity where I can, like, write or perform. Like, I'd love to go, like, be an opener for an artist on tour or, like, just really any opportunity where I can sing and write, I would be happy, yeah. you know? yeah. Do you sometimes sit down and try to write a pop song now? And is that like a different process? Yeah. Um, I There was a while, like right before Alter Ego came out, um, I was like, that was my favorite song for like a long time. I was like, this is the best song I've ever written. And I would like sit down to write and I couldn't write because I would like try so hard to write something better than that or equal to that. Uh-huh. Like, just, it took out all the creativity out of it because I was trying to, like, I was trying too hard. Yeah. And so now I just sit down and, like, instead of, I guess, trying to, like, write a song that I think everyone will like, I just am like, okay, like, how am I feeling? And, like, how do I want to express this? Because, you know, you even listen to, like, there's so much music out there. You turn on Spotify and there's, like, songs that are super slow that people are, like, that's their favorite song and then there's like songs that are super fast and upbeat and that's like someone else's favorite song Mm -hmm. so I kind of just decided you know what as long as I'm always writing and trying to grow and trying to be my best and like expressing how I feel I'm always hoping that there's somebody who will like what I put out you know and do you ever take old songs and try to convert them into pop songs I would say yes and no (laughs) like definitely I've tried that before Uh um and that's something like I think production, like producing is interesting because I think you can take a song and like, depending on how you like produce it, I feel like you could make it like a country song or a pop song or like, uh, like, I don't know, just the way you produce it can change a lot. Uh-huh. So I think that's something like with working with producers is like, just want to make sure like their style um, and like the vision kind of matches like how... I vision it as well uh-huh. so I think with production maybe like going more towards pop um, and like converting more ballads like into that and then also keeping some songs just in their true original form yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah so did you only do the two songs with the producer in Nashville I did yeah okay it um <laughs> I don't know if this is like tasteful to say on here but I was like it like cleared out my bank account <laughs> so I would totally have done more but <laughs> that right. was why I don't want to you know don't answer if you don't want to but I am curious about it like to me you 
you getting 20,000 streams in a month on your first release should help support your career somehow. But my understanding of Spotify is you don't really see much benefit from that. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Um, at least from that I know of, like, I, I haven't seen, like, any... I think you get, like, cents, like, 0, 0.0 something, like, cents off of, like, one stream. So mm -hmm. you have to get, like, a lot of streams. Yeah, like, to 100 streams is a dollar, maybe. Well, I think no. it's like even less. No, a couple cents. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to get a lot of streams. But I'm hoping eventually, like, that will become, like, a sustainable way to make money. And uh -huh. at least it's, like, exposure. And got the songs, like, trying to enter into, like, song competitions. Or, like, um, yeah, hopefully, like, sync licensing where you can make more money and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so... Yeah. It seems tough. Like, that's the most visible thing for people to tell you have an audience but it like yeah. almost does you no good beyond that yeah yeah it's crazy um but uh no i was thinking i was wondering something else about that uh oh well because then you have those um you have that song with that other guy that's got like a million streams and i i was guessing because it was with him that he kind of mm -hmm. i don't know owns it or something like you don't really see much benefit from that either these hugely um, successful songs. Yeah, with those, he was actually really easy to work with, really nice. And so what we did is we, he was like, if you write the lyrics and, like, the melody, um, and I write all the beats and produce it and whatever, mm -hmm. he's like, we'll share, like, everything 50-50. Oh. And he did, I think he must have done a lot of work. Like, I didn't understand back then, like, how much you have to, like, promote or try to get your songs onto playlists for people to, like, find them even and, like, mm. listen. And so that one, like... That was actually funny because we, like, released our song, the EDM one, and I, like, woke up the next day. I think it had, like, it had, like, a lot of streams, like, way more than I was expecting. Hmm. I think now, yeah, it has, like, I haven't checked it for a long time. I don't know, but it had it's at like least... 900-something thousand. You're close okay. to a million with it. I didn't actually know that because I, <laughs> last time I checked it, it was, like, 500,000, which was, like, so cool, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I think from that, I did make, like, a couple hundred dollars. Huh. Um, which was so fun because I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> right, right. Um, Have you started doing shows with the Love Juliet stuff at all? Not too much. I, I'll still like sing, um, so like Alter Ego, the song that just came out. I'll sing that one sometimes live, like when I perform. Um, but I almost don't like to yet. Like I would rather just like. I don't know for me like for love juliet i have like this image in my head of like how i imagine like the stage being and like the lights and like how i want to perform it and then if i'm just like out busking on the street it like doesn't fit that like yeah right. um dream i have to go with it yeah. and so i do perform it but i focus more on just like my acoustic stuff and people seem almost like more perceptive to that right now because mm. I think there's something between like when you perform live and just like busking or whatever you know people like to see that you're like playing an instrument and then yeah. versus just like singing to a track yeah right I could see that but that makes sense because yeah I think I've seen you do like you do like a kind of acoustic version of alter ego yeah yeah so that's what I'll usually perform when I do live and yeah that makes sense like it does have kind of a more booming sound with the pop and so you got to have that kind of atmosphere well and that's hard like i've seen that kind of show in a bar before like at kamikazes or something mm -hmm. and 
it's hard to like I don't know maybe their sound isn't quite good enough like you need good sound quality yeah. for that and I don't know that's interesting that's hard to do yeah are you you're still doing like live online stuff yeah people follow you for that uh yeah on TikTok so I'll do I'll do it like three nights a week um with like a schedule I'll oh. get on at certain times so people know I'm on there and um sing and chat and it's fun really to like there's songs now that I've been doing it long enough where people will like request my own like original songs uh-huh. and they have like their favorites which is really cool to me to like see like people who have no like bias towards me not like my parents or anybody and just like see which songs are their favorites and what people like the best uh-huh. um it's kind of cool uh-huh. all right I think that was all my questions okay I think I hit everything Thank you again to Amber for joining me. She actually had to meet with me twice because the sound didn't work the first time, so that's a double thank you. I also have a double thank you for the Cannery Creamery on Washington in North Ogden. They let us set up from there an interview twice. Um, Their ice cream is great. I also just recently learned that their pineapple Italian ice is addictive, so watch out for that. And uh, have a great week.